I love the Lord because he has heard the voice of my supplication, because he has inclined his ear to me whenever I called upon him. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. Well, we are in the season of Easter. It's the great 50 days of Easter that we have set aside in our church calendar to think about several things. Firstly, it would be the wonder of Jesus being raised to new life. So we have 50 days to think about the resurrected Jesus. So on this third Sunday, we are finding ourselves right in the midst of one of my favorite stories. It's the road to Emmaus. Emmaus was a village about seven miles out of Jerusalem, and there we find two disciples who were deep in conversation, talking about what had happened. And in the middle of this conversation, someone shows up. Someone by the name of Jesus shows up. But these two, those closest, two of the closest to Jesus, did not recognize him at all. So early on in the story, at least for me, it hits home. And I think about all the times in my life in the middle of life, in the middle of the busyness of life, because we all live full and busy lives, how often has Jesus showed up? And yet, how often we, like the disciples, don't recognize, acknowledge, or see the divine in our midst? Well, in today's gospel, we find these disciples are scared. They're consumed. They don't know what's happening. They're confused. And in the midst of that, I mean, how often is that the story of our lives, right? Jesus comes to them exactly where they're at, and he offers words to set them at ease. This blessed word that we see again and again in scripture, if you read through, when people are afraid, when they need to be set at ease, the words, peace be with you, are always the words offered. They are words of calm, they are words of ease, and they are words that are used over and over in scripture to put people at ease. Jesus must have sensed it, because those are the words he offered these two disciples. And the crazy thing about it was, Jesus was there, but they said, my goodness, you must be a ghost. They were on edge. They didn't understand what was going on. And this is when Jesus, in his beautifully Jesus-y kind of way, does something. And in a moment of relational transformation, he says to his friends, y'all, 
Look at my hands. Look at my feet. Here, I invite you to touch them. I'm not a ghost. I, I really am here. I'm real. And these scars on my hands and my feet prove it. Believe that it's actually me. I'm here with you. And I'm not going to leave you. Well, Jesus, after he shows himself to his friends, he exposes his scarred body. His companions, friends, students, the disciples, they seem to begin to have a change of heart. We see this movement from fear to joy, still confused and wondering what in the world does all of this mean? So thinking about this story and trying to make it relatable to my life, I ask myself the question, how many times in my life has Jesus companioned with me? And just like our friends this morning, I had no idea it was him and that he was present with me. Oftentimes, as people, we, we want God to show himself to us more. And since he doesn't do it in the way that we might hope or think, he must not be real, or that he's so far removed that there could never be any kind of interest in me or my life. What am I compared to everything else? Well, in a moment of honesty, perhaps we might be willing to admit that many of us are longing and looking for that lightning bolt or that signal, God, tell me what I should do. Give me a sign that you're actually here. Help me make this really big decision that I don't know what to do. Just some little sign from you, please. How many of you have ever said that? Just a sign. I know I have. We all have our signs. I think about how many times in my life, especially having gone through a really difficult season of my life the last three years, when I know I begged God for a sign, please God, show me a sign of what I am to do, which direction in life I need to take, because I am lost. But if we were, again, honest with ourselves and charitable towards God, we realize that's oftentimes not how God works, is it? Doesn't really show himself in lightning bolts and emergency exit signs flashing over our heads, right? It's just not how most of the time it happens. Sure, anything is possible, believe me. I am never one to doubt that. God can choose to do whatever he wants or work in whatever way he chooses. But in general, as a student of scripture, what I see is that Jesus isn't one to show up in a flashy, attention-getting kind of way. Instead, he shows up ever so slightly, gently, that it would be honestly so easy to miss. And what we see in our story today is that the resurrected Jesus comes along quietly, unassuming, 
humbly, but no less engaged in a deeply meaningful way, providing presence, offering insight. He comes to his friends, enters into where they're at, engages them, disarms them, shows his scarred body, shares a meal, and then reminds them of what is true and why it had to happen that way. He's an open book. And then... The miracle of the story happens because those with him did not know that it was Jesus until he did something so small, so ordinary, but they knew it was him when he did it because he did it like nobody else. And when he did this, they knew it was him. He took bread, he broke it, and their eyes and hearts were opened. Perhaps some of you all have experienced what that's like, when someone you love or care deeply about does something that's so unique to them, and only them, they're the only ones who do it, that when they do it or when they say it in that way, without even thinking, you just know it's them. No explanation needed. You just know. And that is what happened when Jesus made himself known. Although the disciples didn't realize it, Jesus was with them on their walk. Again, doing something so ordinary, something we all do and oftentimes take for granted. Step by step, he provided presence. He provided patience and instruction. And then at the breaking of the bread, their eyes were opened and their hearts were enlightened to the truth of who he was and why he had come. But again, this was something they just didn't understand. He was the one who enlightened their hearts. So they could. And then they understood. Indeed, he was alive. And indeed, he was not a ghost. So what started as something so simple, a simple walk, led to Jesus revealing himself and who he was by his scars, by his teaching, which then led to a shared meal, which then led to Jesus teaching and illuminating their minds and hearts to the truth, which eventually led to their understanding of the revelation that he indeed was resurrected. All of these are really pretty simple things, yet really profound. And for me, the story of the road to Emmaus speaks to the power of the small and commonplace to reveal the divine 
If you've been here at Grace, you've heard me say this so many times. It's the small and simple that add up over time. God makes himself known during a quiet evening walk with two disciples. How many of you all have been on a quiet evening walk and a red bird flies by? Have you ever thought, hey, God, hello? God reveals himself by orchestrating events so that you show up exactly when you are needed. You and only you. God is made known around our kitchen tables, sharing cups of hot coffee with those we love or delighting in a delicious meal that fills the belly and creates a wonderful memory. That is how God shows up. God reveals himself when we take, bless, break, break, and give each week week in and week out across the street at our mobile food pantry, where unity and shared purpose create a modern-day story of Jesus' loaves and fishes, week in and week out. And I will say, as you move about the space that you inhabit, God is present in the rhythms and the rituals of our seemingly very ordinary days just is, companioning all of us, similar to how ordinary bread and wine are turned into a heavenly banquet. He changes our ordinary lives and habitations into holy and sacred spaces. And God is certainly with us when we have the courage to lay down, when we bury those things that are not serving us anymore, and to promise ourselves to not pick them up anymore. That is holy. That is hard work. And God is in the midst of that. Because when we do that holy work, space is created for something new. New life, new love, a new way of being. All of it's small, all of it's simple, but all of it's so, so big too. And when collected together, all of those small things become something really beautiful and profound. So if the Emmaus story tells us anything, it tells us that the risen Christ is not confined in any way by the seemingly smallness of our lives. Wherever and whenever we make room, I promise you this, Jesus comes. Space is opened up, hearts are ready, we're on bated breath, and he enters in.
So this week, lay down, bury, let go of, let them go. Those things that you need to let go of, let them go. And also trust that space will and can be opened up for other things. Things that will bring you life, beauty, and joy. And maybe your own personal resurrection. Amen.